This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Morning, boys. I think I've forgotten Morning. the HTTP <laughs> double <laughs> oblique. Colon oblique oblique. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. I've missed out on that thing. Yeah. Does it do anything now, that thing? No, no. I've gotten rid of it. Good. They used to love a colon and a semicolon. What is it with them and all their bits and bobs? Isn't it brilliant that we've already reached the stage where we can be nostalgic about the internet, which yeah. felt like the newest thing ever? Like, oh, yeah, remember Ask G? <laughs> it's got to be on the the new Peter K tour, doesn't it? Oh, probably some 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 internet yeah. nostalgia. Yeah. I always whatever felt- happened to the paperclip man? <laughs> <laughs> Ask Jeeves. I- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always felt so flashy, a little bit flash when I'd say things like, yeah, forward slash oh, I used to oh, love no, saying that yeah, forward slash <laughs> Loved it. Thank. I prefer oblique you see, for that that particular piece of punctuation I think slash has cheapened it Slam. I felt quite edgy when I said that, mm. which is why I liked it yeah. yeah, you're thinking that's your Guns N' Roses <laughs> uh, background, you're thinking slash yeah, yeah Okay, here's the thing. Um, Deferred gratification. Yes. That's a thing that you might think is getting less popular than it used to be. In case you're not familiar with the concept, the idea is you do something like, let's say, a degree... And at the end of it, you get your reward and you've worked hard, but then you've, you've got something you can be proud of and something that stretch your brain and get you a job or whatever it does. OK, uh, there's a thing, isn't there? There's a, a psychological test they used to do with kids of giving them uh, a biscuit and saying, I'm going to go away for five minutes. And if you don't eat that biscuit, I'll give you two biscuits. Mm. And a lot of kids... Um, eat the biscuit yeah. and they turn out to be losers gosh <laughs> I know we're on radio but I actually did the, yeah. L, the L on my forehead yes, with did. my finger I yeah. know you did and it's the scientific terminology from the study yeah. as well exactly <laughs> yeah exactly sorry well, kids the other day I had to um, carry two very large parcels to the uh, post office mm. two big heavy Boxes. Yes, I'm killing for pleasure. Um, I'm not. I'm not. And I, I as I carried as I carried them up the road, I thought, won't it be brilliant when I walk back and I don't have these two boxes? I, I as I walked up, I was, oh man, I was really looking forward to it, and I delivered them, and I felt. When I came out, my arms were slightly... Do you remember that trick you used to do at school where one kid would yeah. sit on a chair 
Um, there is an arm one as well. There's an arm one when you press your arm against the wall and then step away and your arm just floats up. It's fabulous. I it's, never got involved. It's oh, it's a kind of magic. Come on, everybody, everyone at home. It's a kind of magic. The people who did that, Frank, were similar to the boys who pretend they were um, snogging someone. I hate. Oh those yeah, with boys. the arms. You, you go in the corner and put your arms around your own back. Oh, as that's soon as a I brilliant saw a boy trick. doing that, I saw a boy called Damien doing that, and he wouldn't stop. And I thought, I've put me off you for life. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought that was a great visual uh, effect. Yeah, very rare to get the kind of sleight of hand or, or, or mimery that children can accomplish. I think it's, it's right up there with uh, pulling off the end of the finger, you know yeah, that? Yes. I mean, that when I first saw that, I couldn't... What? <laughs> now, of course, we take it for granted. But then, in the early days of pulling the end off the finger, we couldn't believe what yeah. we were seeing. Well, what age do people stop doing that? You know, that putting the hands... Stop? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a good way to open a show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lights up, facing away from the audience. Oh, what's this on the... <laughs> yeah. um, there would still be. Judging by the way people um, respond to topical, um, you could go on stage and say... Um, so we got a king now, and there's still people go, have we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, I miss that. So there'd still be people who, when you did the finger, went, whoa! Oh, there'd be complaints. Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah, they probably wouldn't now. Sign up to an evening of witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> We were talking about um, optical illusions, I suppose. <laughs> yes. And we had pulling, you had pulling the finger off, I had uh, pretending to get off with someone. Yep. Yeah, what's well, like, so you, Liam, in case you don't know this one, you turn your back. They all know. And then you, br you wrap your hands around yourself and look like you're embracing and kissing someone. Yes. My, my dad would horrify us as children by, he would put his hands over his nose and the trick part is you put your thumbnails oh, under you your teeth. Oh, you dislocate your nose. And you make that horrible cracking sound. Yeah, so you do that. Oh. Yeah. As you click your nose, but it's your fingernail against your teeth, kids, if you want to try it at school Monday. Yeah, hot tip. Oh, what about the one where a kid sits on a chair... I don't know if you should do this now. You could probably do some sort of neck, neck injury. So don't do it, but I can still tell you about it. We can talk about... World War One. it doesn't mean I'm telling you to go out and mustard gas somebody. <laughs> okay, so a kid would sit on a chair and about four other kids would press down on the top of his head or her head as hard oh, as they yeah. could, oh, using not God. her head because you don't want a hair grip through the palm. Mm. And then you quickly take your hands off and somebody puts one, just their index finger under each knee joint and one under each armpit and you can just lift them into the air like they're a feather. Wow. It's true. Oh. I've done it and had it done to me many times. I, I hope didn't... someone just didn't just turn on for that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try it. No, don't try it. It's probably bad for your neck. Anyway... Um, I th it was great. It was walking home without those boxes was just the best thing. Did you feel liberated? Oh, man. 
We're all allowed to. What was in these packages? Is that pri- private information? We, I was. Uh, we were returning things. Oh. Kath sees Amazon as a sort of. Uh, changing room so she just buys things randomly and then sends them back I Mm. can't do that I need to go and try things on I can't be sending stuff there and back what about Mm. the planet yeah yeah but um Oh, I tell you, a really bad visual effect. I went to a thing called the... Remember I was in Amsterdam recently? I went to a thing called the Upside Down Museum and they did this thing of chairs on the ceiling and mm. like lights coming out the floor. Absolute rubbish. <laughs> I mean... It's I just was, some, some floor lighting and some glue. I was... Um, I, I, there was a, a strange, sinister red glow in the room, and I realised it was the embarrassment of the people, <laughs> the customers, were well, illuminating. You were in Amsterdam, no, I know, <laughs> but um, it was even more embarrassing than all that palaver. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we got actually, we got there. Like someone goes to Amsterdam and describes the red glow. <laughs> the red light district is palaver. All that palaver. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I'm an old man, Commander. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was some brilliant, don't get me wrong, don't let me put you off the Upside Down Museum, but the only thing that's not good about it is the Upside Down element. <laughs> I didn't need you to put me off, the name of it. Put no, me off. no, there's some great stuff in it. We, um, we went. <laughs> We went in, and the first thing, um, the first thing you do, you go through like a spinning tunnel of light. Okay. And me, Kath, and Buzz walked in, and Kath went, "No way!" and just turned around and walked back out again. <laughs> Never actually got into the museum elements. If you if you're gonna do the upside down museum, I want the guides to be velcroed to the ceiling, enormous swollen heads, terrible headaches. There upside were no, down there were no guides yeah. I mean the word museum is used use loosely yeah. there weren't people in uniform sitting on plastic chairs making sure you didn't damage the art from the ceiling mm. no but I, I I did like it I'll tell you something which was um, a revelation to me um, but I'll tell you after this oh, a little teaser <laughs> So, yes, now, some of you who um, have followed my life will know that one of the things that's missing from my life is proper swimming. I'm a bit rubbish at swimming. I can't go out of my depth. I didn't learn until 2013. I did a sport relief swimming challenge, which was a length... Mm. And it was, um, I was training like two and a half hours a day for about four or five months. I mean, I put in more training than uh, Walliams did for his Thames, um, um, Thames thing. But anywhere I would up, um, so it's a thing that's missing from my life, the ability yeah. to just get in the water and feel at home. And then when I was at the Upside Down Museum in Amsterdam, I, for the first time in my life, I, t- I realised what I should have been doing. Not frightening, but a very similar experience. The ball pull. Ah. You ever tried a ball pull? Yeah. Absolutely not. Oh, well, they are very... You can float. Yeah. You can sort of swim in them. That's true. Hang on. Whoa, hang on. What yeah. is a ball pull? But, you know, a, 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 a big... Um, Indentation, yes, full of plastic balls. 
This is like those moments in a trial where someone has to explain. <laughs> yes. It's a form of social media, my yes. lord. Gaza. Gaza. Who is Gaza? <laughs> who is this Gaza? Um, who is this Gaza? No, what is this ball pool? Have you heard never... of a ball? Have you never no. been to there's... an early learning? There's, no. There's, it's got As this... you know, I forgot to have children. No, no, this but you awkward. know children. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, sometimes you get them, uh, uh, they're sort of, Built up like a, this was a big. This was like an Olympic. Yeah. Uh, Is there no Olympic. water in it? <clears throat> no. no. Oh, no, those. Balls. I know those. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you yeah. meant there was water. That's in it. it. You don't need towels. Yeah. <laughs> there's no. Um, there's no veruca brush. No. On the wine. Do you remember the veruca brush? Did you have those in Sudafrique? No. All the all the pools are outside. Ah, oh, well. Oh, they cold and full they of don't bugs. get verucas, the Gen Z and the millennials. Actually, no. I once They've... showered outside at midnight as the year changed at uh, in uh, South Africa. Ooh. Ooh. In a tree house. Oh. What about that? This is living. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Frank, you know, I did the garden route. You see, oh yes, the nice, the, the nice bit. Where I think I'm not... I was in the Hermanus <laughs> at the time. <laughs> yes. Anyway, yes, um, yes. This is now you're talking about. Well, I'm not from that. I'm not from the bit where people visit. No, I'm from the bit where people watch documentaries about. You don't, you don't want to be from the bit where people visit. Although it's probably safer. Oh, you're from the Netflix bit. Yes, yes I know. <laughs> I know that bit. Yes. Any yeah. road. Um, you in the ball pool? Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I thought, you know, as I say, no towels, no verrucas, no no drowning. My, yeah. my favourite element. Very hard to inhale cricket ball size. And it felt great. Balls. You could just Is it lie. Germany? I don't think so. Okay. I'm They're worried. non permeable surfaced. <laughs> Balls. Are they soft, the balls? I wouldn't go in with a tennis ball, Paul. I mean, that. No. I imagine a lock could live in that felt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it's just now finding a hotel that's that's got one. Because <laughs> now I've got used to the, the big one. I don't want to be in some little... No, you, you need the, the official Olympic-sized ball, Paul. Can you not have a little portable one? I'm sure you can buy a collapsible one. You could bring it out, carry it around with you. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll send uh, a picture of me in the ball pool um, to, no, no, to no, our no. social media, and you'll get you'll get the uh, drift. Hmm. And I look slightly distressed in it, but uh, you know I'm just I'm just acting the goat. <laughs> you might be in luck, you know, because a lot of hipstery uh, workplaces have that sort of Google thing where they'll have a ball pool and a slide for employees. And oh things like yeah, that. you might actually find yeah. a hotel Do somewhere with a ball absolute, pool. Um, he doesn't might... want to be the man hanging around workplaces. Where's your ball oh, pool? Oh, I don't know. No, I wouldn't mind finding another nice big ball pool. I can just do a few lengths. You know what? You've acquired a lot of dignity later in life, and I, I want you to hang on to it. Uh, okay, I'm I'm thinking, seeing me going like a bit like the Marquis of Bath. <laughs> you know, I'll start wearing a cap. <laughs> Ever changed the filter on a Dreamcatcher? <laughs> it's about one of the few practical home jobs I can do. Frank, we've had uh, our readers have got in touch regarding ball pools. Oh, okay. Which you've been talking about this morning. Mm. They could change my life. It took me a while 
to catch up, I'm afraid. That's fine. I'm old. Yeah. Um, well, when I went to the Upside Down Museum where the bullpaw was, I would say I was the oldest in the queue by about 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> How do they justify having a ball pool in the Upside Down Museum? It should be chaos. No, the thing is, Upside Down is only one aspect of it. Oh, we haven't even brought it up in the title. Uh, I'll tell met. you who's got a ball pool in their house. Are you familiar with the heiress um, Tamara Beckwith? Eccleston? Oh, oh Tamara Eccleston, yeah, yeah. Uh, the daughter of Bernie. Yes. Oh, she's yes. got a ball I've, pool. Yes, this is. A, I've been to her old house. I didn't. I haven't come, gone to this house, but apparently she has a ball pool. Oh, yeah. how, and what kind of dimensions <laughs> are we talking? I mean, I didn't get into those details with her. We don't have those kind of conversations. Because Bernie was a small man, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, you know. You could just feel the average wheelie bin. So Bernie would have had a great time. Is Bernie um, no longer with us, am I right? Um, I think he might still be with us. Okay, God bless him for yeah. that. Frank, would <laughs> you... I have a picture of... I have an image. This is Bernie. There's, he, he was attending something and the press was there. Some sort of hearing. And he, he did that fantastic Norman wisdom thing of going into a revolving door and coming back out onto the street. <laughs> <laughs> that will all... For all his great achievements in F1... Also, um, he he has that, what I love, is men of a certain age who favour the Bill Wyman fringe. Yes, mm. yes. OK. Uh, so, firstly, we have a venue suggested, Borley Borlesons. Oh, named after... They're not paying um, us. Can I just say Borley Borleson have not paid us? No, 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 no. Um, well, we didn't know they existed. That no. might be one of the reasons. Two, four, five. Do you think they come from the same um, suggester as Boaty McBoatface? <laughs> yes, it would. Surely, surely, Bully Borlison's wasn't set up by Sir Andrew Borlison. No, it? I doubt it. <laughs> no. <laughs> When I get there, it'll be called the David Attenborough Ball Pool. <laughs> <laughs> then we have this from 813. On a childhood holiday in the late 70s, I remember my panic-stricken mother taking me to A&E. Um, don't worry, it's it's a nice story. No, I, I trust she, your judgment. As she discovered hundreds of circular bruises on my on my legs and believed me to have acquired some ghastly condition on the holiday. Or he could have been copping... I don't think we had cupping then. No. It turned out it was the results of me having spent the past four or five days continually leaping into the ball pool uh. at Peabody's Play Place in Blackpool's Winter Gardens, an activity that was a totally new concept to us at the time. That's from Andy Wood, Bronte um, Country. I, West think, Yorkshire, he could, one of our I think he could take over from swimming. Do you well, think? I imagine I'd love to see Tom Daly coming down <laughs> into a ball pool. Do you think that it would change the physique of swimmers? Because in order yes. to avoid impact like Andy had, you'd need to have a bit of padding. They'd but need a little you'd, bit you'd of junk those, in the trunk. You'd yeah. get those big blokes who work in finance who would have to do like He-Man diving. It'd be billiard balls. <laughs> <laughs> they had to be diving into that to well, prove I think that they were still male. Well, I think it progressively as the event continued. So you can start with your softballs. Yeah. I'm, but by I'm, the end, we're going croquet. Yeah. I'm starting with um, those bath balls that uh, exploded. <laughs> so I, I like the idea of uh, uh, arriving in a dust a dust cloud. <laughs> smells great now. Oh, it's like lush. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Would you like to hear from some of our readers? Of course. Okay. I mean, there's no uh, easy way of saying this, but Simon of Sudbury, who, as you know, is one of our regulars. Yeah, the medieval um, writer. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He, he does say he took his son to a ball pit many years ago. I don't like ball pits. Uh, I'm not sure about pit. No. Is it, mm. it should be pool. Yeah, oh, well, unless it was like there was dog fighting going on <laughs> under the under the ballage. But he was uh, Sudbury, if I may call him that. Yeah, was saying just you know in reference to my concern, Frank, about the the hygiene issues. Mm. He did see a lot of um, there was a sort of sticky, and it just seemed a bit really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. I didn't go down to the, the actual. Bottom. I didn't go down to the sea bed, as it were. <laughs> Davy Jones locker. <laughs> I didn't go down that deep. I, I was there to float, not to dive. Okay. Yeah. I suppose that's what? why Bawley Bollison is adults only. Can I ask a question, yeah. Frank? Yeah. Oh, it is adults only. Mm. Oh, that's excellent. Excuse me, Frank. <laughs> what about that for a works out in? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting in a ball pool with you two. You don't have to wear your swimmers. You can just get in in your everyday clothes. I cannot think of anything worse. Well, I, I have so you can't much, think of anything worse than that. I have so much respect for you both. Yeah. Which is why I don't want to see you in that environment. No, but we're all being Very it together. Very undignified. And I don't <clears throat> mind you doing it. And I felt quite a lot of pathos when I saw that photograph of you. I liked it. <laughs> Mm. I just don't want to be a party to it. It would be like a <clears throat> like a Rod, Jane and Freddie sketch on Rainbow. <laughs> you can wear yellow dongers. It'd be great. Can I ask a question? Does Simon of Sudbury, is his ringtone SOS by ABBA? I'm sure think? he'll tell oh, It should be, shouldn't it? It's got to be. Um, can I ask a question, Frank? What is the etiquette in the ball pool... When you're sort of passing someone or you bump into them or... Do you talk to people? Is it like, you know, if you're in a swimming pool on holiday mm. and you're all bobbing around, you might sort of exchange words. Do you talk to the people? Well, um, the the thing is, it, it's less... Um, you're less self-conscious because you're fully dressed. Oh. So that makes you more confident. Yes. But I didn't really speak to them. I didn't. They might have been Dutch, and okay. you know, I don't want to. I don't want to buy any drugs. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was. Um, oh God, it was. It was lovely, lovely in there. We got another update. Borley Bollison serves excellent stone baked pizza to add to the fun. Who oh, are our listeners? Yeah, I'll tell you they, they are, are by the side of it, Borley Bollison. I think yeah. Sir Andrew Bollison's got his phone. Yeah, I don't believe Yeah, I'm getting Bollison ache. I've heard it so much. Oh my God. You ask why I'm not going to that with you. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We've been talking this morning about ball pools, mm. which you're, turns out, a huge fan of. Well, I've, I had a revelation in uh, in uh, Amsterdam. <laughs> it happens, <laughs> yes. yes. And not, just not normally under those circumstances. No, exactly. Um, and I haven't... You, you've also, just to recap, you've suggested... That we all we take a works outing. I think that would be nice. Yeah. And I've put that in the farm pending. 
Okay. Would, you be, would you be willing to broadcast from a ball pit? <laughs> live, live from oh, the ball pit? yeah, what about that? Sort of clanking, the clicking and Absolute clacking of balls. balls. <laughs> Could be called. Oh, Special God station. Yeah. Just for the day. <laughs> like when they did, uh, was it Frank 60 or something? For me, that I had my own station for a whole day. Yeah. Did you know that, Pierre? I did not know that. Well, remember that. Next time you think I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't take the biscuit. You I don't think that's the whole no, selling you quite think it is. I wait. I didn't take the biscuit for about 30 years. <laughs> OK. Ruth Jordan, one of our regulars... Of course. ...has been in touch. Imagine being a lifeguard at one of those pools. Oh, Presumably yeah. they'd be equipped with vacuums and if there was a potential drowning incident, they'd just vacuum the balls out of the pool rather than having to haul the person out. And would a vacuum take up the balls? I'm not sure Yeah, nobody would know. Oh, you, you, there'd have to be like one of those swimming pool vacuum pumps, you know. Would have to what would you use? You have to leap in with the snooker cue. If you... No, I think you... <laughs> Trying to say something from drowning, like a really rapid fire, powering the balls out. You need them. one of those. What are those gut smurf? <laughs> you'd need something to. A, a domestic vacuum, you'd get one ball out at a time, like a sort of artisanal rescue. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, you'd, be too late. I'll tell you what you'd need just a fishing a, net. Chuck, just mm. chuck a San Bernard. In there, you know, they used to have those St. Bernard's would rescue people on mountains. Shot one of them in. What, how do you I've think? I've never seen a dog in a ball pond. I was just going to mm. say, I can change all that. Yeah, and I don't think you should put your dog in. Why? It's, it's a bit small. Mm. Go straight into the silt. You'd have to. Yeah. You'd have to, you'd have to build a sort of balcony, uh, like a, those sort of widow's walks in... Uh, <laughs> What's ma- a wi- what is a widow's walk? It's a, it's a sort of balcony built onto the front of a, a sea-facing home. Oh. In the, in the sort of New England, and they sort of walk, pace there, waiting right? for their sailor husbands to come back I've from the sea. I've never heard of that. I oh, love a that. Walk, a widow's yeah. walk. Fantastic. Oh, and I really like that. So Emily would be up and down on that, looking into the ball. Into the ball. Oh, oh, the widow's yeah, walk. Waiting for, the, waiting for you, Raymond. You could leave the lead on it, no? Of course. My dog, I would see him floating above it. He'd be carried like on an emperor's chair. He's light. Mm, He's lovely and light. Skitter on the surface. Yeah, maybe. Then we would have to have it all clean then. You'd lose your deposit at Borlison's. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that really is loser territory, isn't it? I don't want to be black Borlison. <laughs> God, we're giving them some plug-in today. Oh, yeah. Never even heard of them but an hour ago. Exactly. It's life strange. You want a free session. Uh, We spoke last week, I believe, about not just celebrity memorabilia, but the celebrity memorabilia that our parents would have had or had. Yeah, well, my mum had uh, Noel Gordon on one corner of the mirror, the star of Crossroads and TV presenter. Mm. And um, Ginger Baker, the drummer from Cream, a Mm. signed pound note Mm. that my dad had got. My dad worked at um, Land Rover and he'd gone in to check out a new car. Mm. and got Ginger to sign a pound. Nice. They were both Gingers, actually, yeah. to think of it. This is where you're, you're, the levels of Ginger support seen at the, the Guillermo del Toro experience yes. have come from. Oh, you exactly. said that beautifully. He did, he did say it well. Didn't um, he? But as a, as a massive 
goons nerd myself. I'm very taken with Clive saying that uh, his parents had a photo of themselves with the goons from the goon show at a club in Coventry when they were all very young. Oh. I can't imagine going into a, a nightclub and seeing Peter Sellers, Harry Seekerman's Well, you let it all. You're a goons nerd. Yeah, I, I never knew that. Know that. Yeah. Um, it's one of the least that, sociable things about me. Do you know the story about their tour is that they stayed at some theatrical digs mm. and um, they, they used to get... Uh, they had a bottle of sherry which someone had given them and the landlady was... Uh, having a drink out of it mm. a bit going every day so they started um, how can I put it urinating into the sherry <laughs> as a punishment <laughs> and at the end of the week when they left she, they said to her so did you enjoy the sherry she said oh I don't drink I've been putting it in your trifle <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner this is Absolute Radio Frank, Hayley Fairy yeah. has been in touch. We did the chair levitation trick in the 90s. Mm. You know the one you were talking about yeah, earlier? Yeah. We never put our hands on their head. We would oh. try... I'm more familiar with Hayley's version. Okay. It sounds less cruel. We would try to lift first, no luck. Yeah. Then each put our hands floating above their head, chanting something like, light as a feather. Light as a feather. Oh, no, this is... <laughs> were they on a commune? <laughs> Sounds like witchcraft. What's she called again? <laughs> Hayley Fairy. It's all making sense mm. now, isn't it? <laughs> then we would try again and succeed. Highly suspicious, that's what I call her. <laughs> <laughs> that's some people's real accent. Highly <laughs> <Yeah>. suspicious. <laughs> a judge's accent. Yeah. I, now, see, I thought the pressure on the head was essential, just like that's what the, the, bullies uh, told you. the pressing on the arm against the wall I thought it was the same principle but that's how the bullies get you I went to see um, a cranial osteopath I had a bad wrist Mm. and he was one of these he was like the um, the mother of uh, of Dombo Mombo Jumbo (laughs) and um, that for a while he um, I've never heard that I'm (laughs) Well, do, she was called Mrs. Jumbo, oh, his mum, as a sign, Jumbo. and he's he's Dumbo, so he must have been Dumbo Jumbo. But this bloke it was, was... I'll tell you what it was, the sort of thing Grandad knows <laughs> fools and horses. Say, what are you coming out with, like, Mumbo Jumbo? For? Anyway, <laughs> this bloke, uh, on my wrist on the floor, and he held his hand above it and said, can you feel heat, can you feel heat? And I was going, no, I can't. I had two sessions, nothing um, happened at all. And uh, then I went to see an old-fashioned physiotherapist who smelt of embrocation. Went in and she said, you've got, um, what are they called? Gallion or something. It's just like a cyst. Oh, yeah. No, it's oh. like a scallion. I was going to say scallion, that's but that's an onion. An onion. I know, Incest. don't mention onions. You know. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's something like that. Uh, and it was, uh, she said, um, eat it with the Bible. Yes. Really? Yeah. And that's what people used to do with them. And they just burst the cyst. Was she wearing an enormous leather beak? Um, no. Filled with she herbs was. and spices. <laughs> she wasn't. But I went to see... I went to see a, a, a doctor who um, was going to drain it for me. Sorry about this, this guy. This is really horrible. But anyway, it's a happy ending. I said to the doctor, I said, can you believe in what the 21st century that I went 
and with this thing in my arm, I said, I saw some bloody practice mombo jumbo on it. <laughs> and then I saw a fully trained physiotherapist who told me to hit it with a Bible. And he said, no, that's wrong. That is wrong in the modern age. She should have said that you hit it with a large book from any of the world's religions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, just quickly, in terms of evacuating the ball pool. Yes. Seven seven. Are you talking about my sis? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking of evacuating the ball pool, seven seven four gets in touch me? just with use a roadside gully sucker. Oh. As if we're stupid for having. Not yeah. What? <laughs> a roadside gully Simple, sucker. Really? Of course. Of course. I might I use that. that if someone is. says, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given in your life? <laughs> Next time you're interviewed for The Guardian or something, yeah, yes. I want you to say that. Use I think he's talking about where we should tip the discarded balls and he's saying, use a roadside gully, sucker. There's <laughs> <laughs> a comma. There's a comma in there anyway. It's implied, maybe. Oh, OK. Mm. No, I don't know what a gully sucker is, but I bet we're going to find out. Frank Skinner. I don't want this to turn into the Ruth Jordan show. I mean, I do in a way, because she's rather fabulous. But Ruth has uh, come to your aid. Ganglion is the thing Ganglion. on your wrist. thank you, Ruth. Sounds like a Pokemon. Yes, it does, it does doesn't it? Mm, ganglion. Yes, um, I had a ganglion, that's what I had. Regarding my goon's uh, obsession, which... Well, are, you, are you what they call a goonglion? I'm a Gunglian. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. I need to be hit with the Bible or no, I'll, I'll get out of control. Called, All the times we've sat in vans and dressing rooms and really looked nice. at Anglo-Saxon <laughs> artefacts, you've never mentioned the goons. <laughs> I don't know. I could swore it would have come up, but yeah, it is odd. Um, <clears throat> full credit to Port Erin Library on the Isle of Man for introducing me to goon show cassettes oh, in the late 90s. Fabulous. Mm. In case you don't know, by the way, and most of you will, The Goons was a comedy, uh, what would we call them, a quartet? I suppose mm. so. Um, who were on radio in the 50s? Yeah, mid to late 50s. Spike Milligan, Peter Sellers, Michael Benteen, Harry Seacombe. They were, um, I believe, um, The King is a tremendous fan. I was going to say, yes. King Charles is probably the most famous fan. Yes, yeah. he's the president of I the Goon Society. I bet Diana loved lying in bed listening to his goon tapes. <laughs> and impressions. Yeah, well, exactly. 386 gets in touch and says that uh, I'm uh, regarding the goons I'm a man after his own heart my mate at work Phil and I last night had a conversation at work in our best Eccles and Blue Bottle voices much to the bemusement of our colleagues John from Cambridge and that is a bemusement that I am very familiar with <laughs> from trying to introduce other seven and eight year olds to the goons no I can see why that might have been difficult and a real uphill battle see I think the goons was a response to the horrors of World War Two. Yes. That you um, you respond with just madness. And whimsy. Mm. Yeah. We've got Hello. Ying tong, 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 it's your... Sorry. I've just seen it. I'm sorry. This, I appreciate this is like when someone's laughing out loud whilst reading a book on the tube. Yes. Going, ha, ha, ha. Um, 
Paul Eaton has sent an image of you in the ball pool okay. with your hand aloft. Yeah, I, I just posted a picture of me in in the in the Dutch ball pool. And if as there was were. a musical accompaniment, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you can't you can't God. you can't use the, te- the terminology on breakfast no, radio. For God's <laughs> sake. I'm definitely not getting in that ball pool with you two. <laughs> Your ribald yeah, anecdotes. I'm, I'm a man could lose a clog. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you two want to stay in this ball pool exchanging ribald anecdotes, um, Paul Eaton... Yeah. has sent this image and it's you in your sort of hello with your hand aloft in yeah. the ball pool and he superimposed a shark. <laughs> <laughs> Another plus of ball pools you yeah. don't get and predators. Did you... Can we share that well, image? Yes, you might do. <laughs> but well, I mean not... You haven't been in there with me. No. <laughs> um, Give it a retweet, e- shall we? Did either of you ever worry about... Because Greg Davis said he's suffered from this I thought it was just me did you suffer a phobia Frank of uh, getting in the pool and thinking a shark would come out in a swimming pool yeah. no I was just so frightened of the water <laughs> I yeah. was once asked to do celebrity shark cage Oh, yeah. A TV show. And I, I said, I think I'll be the only person on it who's not mainly worried about the shark. <laughs> <laughs> so now this is why, if it was celebrity uh, shark ball pool, I'd be yeah. less worried. But I think they might perish if they were in the air. Yeah. Still, if you're going to make an omelette... <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Iona Faz shares my phobia of uh, sharks in pools. I mean, I call it a phobia because it is irrational, but I think it was because I saw the James Bond film where he pressed a button. Oh, yes. And so, Mr Bond, and the sharks came out. Do you yeah. remember that one? Was that the origin point of the fear? Yes, that and growing up in Australia. Of course. Um, re- but they didn't come into pools in... Australia. No, but given that we lived on the beach and the first night I was there, there was a shark alarm went off. Shark alarm? Mm. Yes. You're Good not familiar name. with the shark alarm. No, what does that sound like? Shark in... Uh, Iona Faz shares it. Shark in pool fear. I've got a phobia of dolphins and a fear of whales. When I'm in a pool, I feel like a huge whale is behind me. Well, I don't know where you are. Yeah. With its mouth open... I think they mainly focus on plankton, don't they? Or a dolphin is about to grab my ankles and pull me down. Mm. But I don't mind sharks. Oh. It's an interesting... I'm a uh, fan of sharks. It's sort of uh, redefining the general impression of the dolphin as a friend of (laughs) mankind. (laughs) To um, sort of the enemy within. Mm. Swimming with dolphins. Oh, I love swimming. (laughs) <laughs> Can I tell you what I really think of dolphins? I find, to use an expression my mother was fond of, I find them a little bit showy. Mm. Yes, I saw some sing happy birthday once <laughs> at, a, at some sort of uh, show. <laughs> well, if you put over the top of that, da, 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 yeah. it does sound like they're uh, singing. Looking back, it was very cruel. <laughs> They are show-offs. The clowns of the sea. Are they show-offs no, or they love are the they made to be show-offs? <laughs> <laughs> that are you is some the sort of dolphin apologist? <laughs> well, 
Looking back on that, I can't believe they were thinking, oh, God, I'm looking forward to happy birthday. Aren't you, Derek? It's not even according to their calendar. They are. I've had a lovely experience with them. I have swum with them. Have you? And they're charming, charming creatures. And you weren't dragged down by a rogue dolphin? No. There was a man ensuring that didn't happen, to be fair. May I return us to the subject of celebrity memorabilia? We're talking Mm. specifically about parental... Yes, I was, yes, exactly. Bill Morrison mm. has got in touch. My mother once owned a pair of trousers worn by Shirley Temple in the movie <sighs> The Little Colonel. Mm. They were, oh, I'm picturing a side <laughs> stripe. <laughs> they were quality street, Frank. Are you yeah. picturing a quality street? <laughs> um, they were purchased at a charity auction and sent to Scotland for the buyer's granddaughter or niece or something, but they were too small for her. Her mother knew someone who knew someone else, etc., who knew that my grandmother had a daughter of the right age, so they came to my mum. Trousers for girls being such a rarity at that time, she ended up wearing them until they fell apart. Yeah, did it occur to anyone that if you buy a pair of Shirley Temple's trousers in auction, they're not really for wearing? No. They're more for display purposes. Yeah. Yes, you don't get a novelty silver dollar for the vending machine. Not we'll send her to our little niece. You'll get plenty of wear out of them. <laughs> I wouldn't some... wear... I was once bought, as you know, I was once bought uh, <clears throat> from a celebrity auction earrings belonging to Linda Blair... The oh, from the Exorcist. Oh, wow. I'm sure you can't imagine which friend of mine would have got me a slightly extravagant, eccentric present like that. Well, I probably <laughs> can, yes. yes. And, uh, was he a well-known chat show host? He was. OK. <laughs> and I've still got them. And, you know, I like to look at them. I don't think... I've worn them once. Mm. I wore them to one Comedy Awards. Um, but I wouldn't wear them again. I interviewed Alice Cooper once and he went to see uh, The Exorcist, a sort of a, you know, a... And other things that don't surprise me. (laughs) Showing years later. And he went with Linda Blair. And Alice and Linda Blair turned around (laughs) to the man behind telling him to stop talking. (laughs) Imagine that. Terror. Regarding Bill saying trousers being such a rarity at the time. Mm-hmm. He meant in Scotland, did he? I think he meant for women. No, Bill was oh, saying yeah. ladies didn't I wear thought, trousers. I thought it was then. a kilt reference. A kilt reference, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, we had a neighbour uh, on the Isle of Man who was a very sort of proper, old-fashioned woman of great breeding who mm. was oh. said to my mother... Uh, we were invited to sort of a, to a sort of neighbour, you know, you invite your neighbours around for tea or something, and we sort of went, oh, okay. And we were told that um, the dress code for women was skirts, <gasps> and this was followed up with the only place a woman should wear tra- a woman should wear trousers was the riverbank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 my, my parents went, oh, <laughs> I love a life hack. Yeah. Oh, it's like Molly in Wind in the Willows. Uh, yeah. Were well, there any the women in Wind in the Willows? Did Toad of Toad Hall have a Mrs. Toad? He was I a bachelor think, I boy. I think it was a very yeah. No, no, um, no, Mrs. Toad will let him 
indulge himself no. buying he was vintage a bit of a, cars. And he was, a, he was a bit of a Gatsby figure, wasn't yes. he, Toad? He was <laughs> profoundly lonely. Was he? <laughs> but you know what? I think he, he was profoundly lonely, but he was lovely and wealthy. He Toad. was, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why he had those two hangers on. They were like the Memphis <laughs> Mafia. <laughs> for, for Toad's Elvis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Toad Hall is essentially Graceland. Yeah. And then he's got all their vehicles, you know, yeah. outside. And then these <laughs> hangers on. Do you think there was a bit where Toad of Toad Hall unloads a musket at a gramophone? Yeah. Um, the equivalent of shooting a television <laughs> from Elvis. <laughs> uh, uh, a Toad ought to have a job suit, surely. Oh, he will. <laughs> he might have done his karate. You could say a Toad skin was a jumpsuit. Did Frank... Mm. Did, who were the hangers on? Was it Badger and Oh, I don't know. Don't, don't, I never read ratty. children's books. Oh, Ratty. Why would you want to be friends Badger, with Ratty? Ratty someone, and Moly. Someone sent me a book called My Favourite Book, and it was about various celebrities talking about their favourite books, and what? a lot of them chose what? Wind in the Willows. And, of mm. course, every time I thought, haven't read a book since. <laughs> haven't read a book since. <laughs> haven't read a book since. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I like the idea of Elvis saying poop poop as he drives his cars around <laughs> winding. Is that what to- I haven't read Toad it? Says poop poop and honks no. the well, horn. He yeah. basically drives around in a sort of very flashy car. Very dangerously. Well, yeah, very dangerous character. He's essentially he's the, the original bad boy. He's a flash Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's not your type. Frank. No. <laughs> can we just quick? Can I quickly? Although I do like Elvis. If we're going to equate the two. Yeah. yeah. What if uh, Baz Luhrmann does a big uh, Toad of Toad Hall <laughs> thing? Also, oh. Toad, tell everyone where you live, for pity's sake. <laughs> what That's do you think, Badger? Well, I don't know what's going on with him. Toad, please drive too fast. We are both loners. We just have each other, Toad. When I first met Toad, I always knew. Um, <laughs> may I share this with you yeah, briefly? Well, I don't know. The producer's going absolutely okay. ballistic about timing. OK, well, that's because she's a Toad of Toad Hall fan. Is that she's right? She's devastated. Oh, yes. We're treading on her dreams. <laughs> Frank Skinner This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. We're talking about all sorts this morning. Mm. Is Bertie Bassett <laughs> our studio guest? No. Okay. You know I'm not a fan. No. I find him quite vulgar. Mm. Yes, well... Yeah. He's a bit, as I said of dolphins earlier, he's a bit showy. Yeah, he's got the look of the... Um, he's a bit total. Those sort of... Uh, you know, you know those Jamie Blandford, was he called? Those, yes. those sort of aristocrats who have gone into bad company. Yes, mm. yes. He's, uh, he's an aristocrat who broke bad. Yeah, okay. Mm. He's got that about him. So we've heard from Michael of Sussex. Okay. Whether that's a, a self-styled... There's a lot of medieval scribes getting in touch today. <laughs> it's these self-styled medieval types. Yeah. It's because of the talk joke. Yeah, let's draw them in. We're getting, we're very big in medieval Britain. Fabulous. Um, Michael of Sussex has been in touch. Hello, Frank et al. Read Baywatch at the ball pool. Oh, yeah. Baywatch at the ball pool, I know, I know. Yeah. 
Could you throw in a plastic ring, the sort you find alongside lakes, etc., or would the ball and ring combination increase the chance of a fatality? That's from Michael of Sussex. Why um, he thinks you know the answer. I don't know if a Heaven ring knows. would raise you up above uh, plastic balls. <laughs> no. I don't um, know if the ring could ever replace the the roadside galley sacker. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> think so. <laughs> no and contest. Things, <laughs> and other things brides have never said. Frank, <laughs> um, <laughs> may I share this with you? Oh, that would be a lovely, uh, lovely line on a greetings card. <laughs> You'll never replace. <laughs> may I share this with you from Reggie? Yeah, okay. yeah, do. We're talking... I'm going to return us to the subject. Is it, I'll bring a shooter if we don't get the money on Friday. Extraordinary road we've travelled down. Um, On the subject of parental celebrity memorabilia... Oh, yes. ..which I'm exempt from, my dad has the autographs of, wait for it, the Baron Knights. And then Reggie goes on, I'm sure you can remember them, Frank. I can remember them. Ah. I can remember many many barren nights <laughs> in my in my life. Um, Do we I, want to? Let yeah. me explain. The barren nights were parodists. Oh. So what they would do is parodies of popular songs before the uh, copyright. Uh, rules were really tightened up. They come from the same school as Bad Disney, mm. drawn on. Um, on fairground rides, <laughs> and they would do things like um, the uh, the Rolling Stones, for example, mm. would um, "I Want to Be Your Lover, Baby," "I Want to Be Your Mouse," a Beatles song, but they covered it. And then um, there was one about bringing. They did a. Uh, they would do a collection of songs in one single, Baron Knights. And their style was Frank. How would you give us? An well, idea I'm of the gonna, style? I'll give you a par example because mm. they did a song about um, if national service was reintroduced, how uh. would the groups cope? Uh. So, uh, don't want to join the Royal Navy, don't want to go to Hong Kong, don't want to get my hair cut, baby, I want to keep it long. And it was all stuff okay. like that. So this is a kind of thematic... Uh, so it would begin with, um, you know, um, pictures at an exhibition has pieces of music with a, with a continuing theme in between them. It would begin with them saying, if the groups had to go back to work, what would the Rolling Stones do? And then it'd go into a bit of a thing. And they had several massive hits. Well, Reggie continues, um, the autograph was on a page ripped out of an old magazine uh, in the waiting area of a barber's obtained whilst my dad was waiting in the said barber's in Western Supermare and all three of them were having their hair cut there. And this... Including Peanut. I remember one was called Peanut. <laughs> of course there was. There was always course, one called Peanut. Of course, now he wouldn't get into a lot of schools. <laughs> really? Yeah, dangerous. Um, what about this? This is quite a PS, I okay. have to say, from Reggie. He also has the autograph of Val Dunican mm. on a boarding pass as they once sat next to each other on a flight. He still treasures them both. That's from Reggie. Fabulous. See, people keep them for years. Mm, I love it. Oh, Val. <laughs> now, I'm going to share something with you. 
Okay, as long as it's not a hypodermic syringe needle, no, that'll be all right. They're expensive. Ginger pea has. Yeah, well, <laughs> are you getting enough calcium? Thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> has been in. <laughs> has been in touch. Mm. Brace yourselves. Mm. Ginger pea is a parent, like yourself, Frank. Mm. And rem- I remember, Ginger says, finding... How can I put this? What should we call it, Pierre? A leaving. <laughs> um, a comfort <laughs> break of the second variety. OK. In the ball pit. Oh, no. While trying to extract my child. Oh, Ginger no. Pea, I mean, it's all getting a bit awkward. Ginger pea found... Yes. A comfort break. I uh, think we can say poo. Can we say? Yeah. yeah I, I thought can. I'd let our esteemed leader make that choice. Poo in the ball. Ginger oh, P found a poo in the ball everything. pit. Oh no! You don't. You want the balls to remain separated. She, Ginger P does <laughs> actually. Be like some sort of DNA <laughs> diagram. <laughs> oh, we we once did a text in, which was, "What would you rather find in a swimming pool?" You yes. Recall? It mm. was a dead body or a poo. Which would you write, if you had to swim with one of them? I had to swim with one of them? Yeah. yeah. If most, you had to find one in the pool, most people said... Most people went corpse. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're kidding. But, then, no. but this is a trick question, because often the latter is within the former. I know, but it's enclosed. Mm. It's like those... Um, we're having a fantasy scenario. I mean, I yeah, say we fantasy. Yeah, we didn't go... It was <laughs> breakfast radio. We didn't... We didn't um, there was so, no post-mortem. <laughs> I would turn you to the question, then. What would you rather find in the ball pit? But no, that I don't want to hear that because I'm just I'm new to ball pits. Yeah. I have the I have the zeal of the convert. They're very hard to draw a chalk outline around oh. the body in a ball pit. Yeah, they'd rotate that, as you scrape. Oh, that'd the be ball impossible. Pit. It's a great place to kill. Yeah, the thing that. The thing that concerns... They should use that as a quote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that'd be lovely. Five because stars, great ball, place to kill. Bolly Bollisons are regretting their engagement with us. Bolly Bollison will be asking yeah. their money back. No more walks to the pigsty. You can just put them in the ball pool. <laughs> Imagine if we go to Bolly Bollisons and it says literally up... There's like a newsprint with five stars. Great place to kill. Not so much to kill but to dispose of the, uh, the I think that's what concerns me is the what lies beneath element of Bolly Bollison or wonder, any other ball pit I wonder how often people go to the bottom of the ball pit to see what's down there, there's probably um, things, you know, coins and um, treasures of the I wallet say, I suspect mischievous youths um what would have once been called hooligans yeah. when I was growing up? Oh, yobs. Yobos. Yobos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was quite Grange Hill janitor that. Oi, clear off you yobos. <laughs> yes. I suspect the yobos, if I was a yobo, I'd be staking out the ball pit. You're absolutely right, Frank. It's I, bet, like, I bet there is... Um, I bet there's money in there. Treasure. Money galore. In some sense. Remember money galore from... Uh, <laughs> check, check, <laughs> off, check the filter on the gully sucker. Yeah, watches and rings. We're still, do we know what a, that is yes, yet? Oh, I, got, I do know. I don't want to know. Oh, I want to know. Okay. It's it's. You, you want to buy one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I'm buying a house with a ball pole. 
and you know. <laughs> and then someone will come around and put a hand on their hips and say, do, oh, they talk to you to the gully sucker, do they? Do you pull a cover across a ball pool at night like a swimming pool? What about when Keep the foxes get in? Oh, oh, what about when the foxes get into the ball pool, living it up like millionaires? But the net, the net, you know that long net on the pole they use, that would be Andy in the ball pool. Yeah. Well, it's from what Ginger P says, it sounds mandatory. I think in my most Elvis, I would have been in the ball pool and had mm. several goldfish balls around it and then thrown the balls into those like on the fair. <laughs> so what is quickly, what is a gully you, sucker? You will have seen them without realising they, they walk among us, the gully suckers. Oh. They're, they're those big sort of van truck things with a big hose pipe coming out the back. That you'll see. Uh, God, I thought they were elephants. <laughs> <laughs> I really must change my prescription. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, David Ivor Price has okay. been in touch. Well, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with admitting it. No, it just, yeah, let's face it, that's just life. Yeah. yeah. Whilst working at my local golf course, Alice Cooper was playing. He's a massive golf enthusiast. Do you know, I never would have known that. I, mm. I'd like to see Alice in all the gear. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if he. I don't know if he played in the uh, the old black eyes. I think he. Uh, Does he go? No, but that's what I was going to say. Does he wear the eyeliner for the course? I don't. I don't think so. Does he put his hair in a scrunchie? He might do for a charity day. All his clubs are in a big coffin. Yeah, exactly. I'd like it if he gave it a goth theme, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very. It's one of the least goth activities. I would yeah. say golf. Even if you got the balls and painted them to be like little skulls. Yeah, maybe you could have enough. one of those Burlington, you know, tank tops with the argyle print or something. With the uh, but just in a black, mm. black and white. Yeah, he's um, even in his you know in his glory days, he was still a, an obsessive golfer. Interesting. Mm. Well, David Ivor Price continues. Desperate for his autograph and nothing suitable to hand, I got him to sign my lunchbox lid. Oh. The Tupperware lid now has pride of place amongst my metal music collection. He'd be a nice friend for you, Frank. Yeah. Don't you think that you like to collect things? <laughs> yeah. And you like funny things. I like, I do a Tupperware impression. Yeah. Lid coming off Tupperware box. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's ASMR. Do you know what's what that? I... It's that thing, that, that trend on sort of YouTube where people we will watch long videos of people playing with sort of brushes and oh, do you know, delicate know ASMR. Sounds. Your son will be getting into that. All the young people love what it. What is it? I never heard of it. ASMR and it's people playing with brushes. <laughs> Little things that create tiny delicate sounds because they, they get really? the tingles when they listen so to the tiny sounds. This is what will happen. Young people will, um, they don't phone each other, do they? Unless no. there's been a, ber- a, a bereavement no. of some sort. But they will say, um, oh, come round, they'll WhatsApp each other and go round for an ASMR evening. Like, and, and I've heard them say we're doing ASMR tonight. Really? And they do russet, like nails, they'll go nails yeah. tapping on each other's backs or something. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, it's all clean above board. Strangest thing I've ever heard. There are sort of ASMR celebrities who are yeah. famously good at <laughs> Little whispering and. Really? Do some ASMR whispering. Show Frank what you might do. I I, I hate ASMR. So, so it'd be I something like this. They'd be tapping going, David Ivor Price, David Ivor Price. <laughs> okay. Over and over And people again. like that. They love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, lo- I must, I do like uh, dogs' nails on linoleum. Mm-hmm. Well, or a floorboard. up in your decade. <laughs> floorboards or, uh, nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I do like that. <laughs> do you trim your uh, dog's nails, Poppy's nails? I don't. Oh. Um, she is groomed on a regular basis. Uh, we, we let, when we first had her, we let them grow, and um, it was when we found her on the ceiling, we realised okay. they were too long. <laughs> they were operated like crampons. <laughs> so now they, we get them cut on a, on a regular basis. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Frank, we've received this from Christian Dawson. I thought he was going to say Christian Dior. No. Okay. No longer with us. No. I'm afraid. Um, Christian Dawson has sent in, again, it's it's sort of visual content, but I, I think it can be easily explained. Okay. It's a photograph Christian Dawson has taken. Sorry, I sound like the uh, prosecution lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is of a service station. Hmm. In and as Christian says, it's a service station near York. Okay. And on the roof, Christian says there is no explanation offered for the installation of Daleks and a Cyberman at this service station near York. Ah. It is one of those service stations, my very worst kind. It looks like the type that comes, you have to navigate a series of roundabouts, you know, and it's sort of a mini, mini village. Yeah. I hate yeah. Those ones. Okay. And you can find yourself trapped among the trucks. Oh, yeah, if you go in the wrong one, that's What terrible. about when you go in the, lo- the lorry lane? And I've ended up in Bay. I've ended up going into strange worlds where there's a load of men sleeping in articulated uh, lorries. Yeah. I got the hell out. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> um, so there is a photograph, Frank, which Christian has enclosed of, you know, the usual stuff you get, your coffee shops, your fast yeah. food yeah. places, your arcades. And... Two Daleks and a Cyberman on the roof. Giant, life-sized Daleks Mm. and a Cyberman. In a sort of sentinel-like stance. (laughs) It's like they're guarding the service station. Why Mm. on earth? Can you explain, does York have any relevance? What the... Why are they up there? If it does, I don't know. Okay. Was there any quarries there? A lot know. of early Doctor Who was filmed in quarries. <laughs> yes. not, not with um, not with the Daleks, because this was the day when I've they couldn't operate. I've seen one episode where they were in a quarry. There was oh. lots of... Oh, oh there <laughs> There's a regular quiz question at my... You know, when I go to the BFI Doctor Who days, they would often ask which, which quarry was featured in this show. That's a sort of typical thing. Oh, People wow. know all the names of the actual Sorry, quarries. I didn't... Gosh. Sorry, do you do quizzes there? <laughs> There's a quiz that you can win. Um, you I can didn't win, know that. You can win merch. Yeah. Really so, hard questions. How though. does it work? The quiz? Do you do you get given paper or they don't do computers there, do they? I mean, they have to. They don't. What happens is Justin asks questions. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Dick Fiddy. Yes. Will then race into the audience and present them with, with a microphone, and if they got the right answer, then he'll give them their prize. So, how would it be, for example, Frank? So Justin, what sort of question would Justin ask? Do you like that? I'm attempting very reasonable. Yes. Voice. What would be a typical question? So, I'm, you're in the audience, and then I look up. Justin comes on. What does Justin say? It might be a re- why was um, Sharda and not broadcast. And then do you hear, how do the Doctor Who people get chosen? And then someone will put their hand up and say there was industrial action at the BBC. There'll uh, be be a rustle of of Max. 
and they'll say, well done, you've won a... Uh, what do they win? A Fonko pop of Colin Baker. <laughs> and that's it, that's it's how it goes. Can it's I ask great. another question? Tough crowd. Can I ask a question? Do you pay to go to this? Um, some do. <laughs> But is it a chargeable event? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's actually a brilliant day okay. out. You I'm, may I'm, mock. <laughs> I mock it from a place of affection, as you well know. Okay. Okay? <laughs> it's it's actually lovely. I'm not sure it is. I'm just intrigued by your other world. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Well, there's been much excitement in the studio. <laughs> We've all been at the window. We're on the, what is it, second floor here? Third floor. Yeah. And um, they're filming outside. Always exciting. I know I've done a lot of filming in my time. It doesn't make any difference. Like when I find a £10 note in my breast pocket that I didn't know was there. Still utterly thrilling. Well, you get very excited if anyone you know is on TV for a second. Or any place, the yeah. local chemist shop. Anyway, Ronan Keating is on a motorbike and sidecar outside, mm -hmm. careering around Golden Square with Pixie Lot in the uh, in the sidecar. The sidecar. And they're being filmed, crucially. Yes, and he's going around faster and faster, I think. I think oh, he's putting... I hope he's not putting her in. I don't want him to lose the P-lot, <laughs> as it were. Well, I've come over a bit peculiar. Have you? Oh, he looks fabulous. No, he's a handsome oh, man. Oh, is he ever? And she looks... I mean, yeah. it's, it's too much glamour for our little shit. But it was... No uh, offense, yeah, guys. We were, we were very uh, excited just to watch... Two celebrities go round and round on a motorbike and sidecar. Yes, it was like a sort of travelling fair. It was. Yeah. If they go fast enough, they'll be sort of on the walls, like uh, those wall mesh of death. cages, and wall then, of death. Yeah, yeah. I John Pertwee and the lion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. gummy lion. Yeah. I said to Frank. <laughs> I'm just a gummy lion. I'm just, oh, I'll have to play it now. Oh, guess what? Me jingles yeah. isn't turned up. Oh, dear. Well, One I said job. to Frank... I said One to Frank, job. I was a bit worried about the filming, Frank, because we are... What if they were doing GVs, which are the sort of general views for the show, oh, and we were in the that's background... That's what GVs stand for. Why did you not... I've had that said to me a thousand times oh. with some GVs. I've just never asked. She's <laughs> come very good. And I'm a big one of asking, unless I'm not... Interested. <laughs> anyway, um, we were standing at the window and I was worried. I said, oh, what if we're like fangirls and boys at the window? And you said, oh, I hope we are. Uh, yeah, I think that would be good. Yeah, <laughs> noses pressed against the glass. Yeah, like, you know, like ghosts at a Victorian <laughs> yes. window. Or remember that shot of the Queen in the Paddington book looking from a window at Buckingham Palace? Frank. Yeah. This news just in. Wonderful Richard Brasnett has solved the mystery of the Dalek and Cyberman service station. OK. The petrol station in York is called the Inner Space Service Station. OK. I grew up on a nearby street. In the early 1980s, it had the first VHS video rental shop inside the petrol station. Wow, it truly is. 
from another world. And then it says in parentheses, in the area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the owner was a big movie fan, particularly all things sci-fi. The place has evolved since then with a space sci-fi theme. You can even clean your car in Planet Wash. Uh, Regards from Richard, you're going to have to go down there. Regional sci-fi, it's your heaven. Regional sci-fi. The sign says, last shop before Mars. Oh. So... That's uh, yeah, Andrew Mars. Andrew Mars got a small grocer's shop up there, apparently. <laughs> uh, and Louisa in North Somerset has just confirmed that ASMR actually stands for Autonomic Sensory Meridian Response. Oh, I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, <laughs> and if and it can help with anxiety. Apparently, it's a good thing if you're watching the right sort of thing. I think you should organise a little ASMR night. Yeah, maybe I'll record the dog's nails on the floor. <laughs> beautiful sound look Sarah Champions up next speaking of beautiful sounds and um, um, my poetry podcast Frank Skinner's poetry podcast is out on Wednesday John Macefield this week I must go down to the seas again and uh, and also the last in an episode of um, my series about Alexander Pope and Jonathan Swift is in Sky, on Sky Arts Tuesday night at eight o'clock with the fabulous Denise Miner. Oh, and uh, you can download my poetry podcast from where if you get your podcast. Oh my goodness, I felt like a terms and conditions guy, but slower. Well, <laughs> That's how it usually goes. Look, um, thanks for listening this morning. It's been, as ever, a, a beauteous experience. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. 